How you guys doing? Welcome back. It is the Dan and Jared show, the mush love from the mushroom show. One of those where we're getting there with what we're going to call ourselves. It's been a couple week hiatus, had a lot of things going on, been busy. The world is like reopened again, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but good to be back. Lots to talk about. How you doing, Dan? Doing phenomenal. Um, since we were last doing an episode, I went to Vermont on vacation for a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah. Just been taking some time to get back in my fitness routine. Kind of fell off for a little bit. So just been trying to like reimmerse myself in a schedule and uh, get back consistent now. And uh, I'm if I if I do wind up moving to Austin in the next couple of months, I'm just trying to really grind and get my funds and everything uh, settled before. So yeah, man, just been uh, just been working hard and enjoying life. I like it. So. Um, you just said a word that kind of reminded me of uh, something I've been thinking about or want to talk about is um, so we always have said like the Stamets protocol or the Fadman protocol of five days on, two days off, whatever it might be. Um, I can't I don't even know what word you just said that reminded me of that. I think back on routine or back on schedule. Oh, yeah. Ba- yeah. Basically, what I was thinking is like uh, I wouldn't t- uh, typically recommend microdosing forever for the rest of my life just indefinitely even if i'm following the stamets protocol or the fatiman protocol i feel personally and to each person uh they have their own unique um needs or wants i feel like i saw this a couple weeks ago and i liked it a lot doing the schedule for let's say a month or six weeks whatever like amount of time you think you need and then after you're done with your four week or six week schedule taking a good two weeks off to kind of like reset and then going back into the protocol um basically to kind of like assess the whole month off and like kind of um make new intentions see what you need again sometimes it's hard to see what you need while you're in it uh what do you think Mm. about all that um yeah i agree and i think that's probably one thing that i probably haven't done enough since i started microdosing is really take time away uh Mm. from it because it's been so like enjoyable it's been so productive for me um but there was a period it was about a week and a half it was probably like two weeks where i didn't take uh any because i um it was the last time i performed or whatever I, i went to that show and that weekend i performed and um I wound up going a little bit too hard, whatever I was performing mm. and, and partying the next night. And I think I just kind of ran down my immune system. And also that weekend, I felt like um, there was one night where I took, normally I always take the microdoses in the morning. Mm. There was one one night where um, a friend of mine had some uh, some microdoses or whatever, and I took them later in the night. And then we would just went out like to the bar and I kind of forgot I even took one. It was like a very, very ill-intentioned uh, way to use it in my mind. And then mm. ironically enough, it probably just coincidence in me wearing myself down. But um, like two days after that, or like the next day I woke up and was like, really had like a like pneumonia or something like that. I had like a really bad cold that whole week. And I was like, I was like, damn, that's what happens when you mistreat the medicine. It, it exactly. punches me sometimes, but, but no, um, yeah. So that two week period after that, I was sick. And then at the same time, I also took a tolerance break from smoking weed because I'm a pretty heavy mm. cannabis user and stuff. So it's like, Maybe I should have done them at different times just to see what was coming from what so I could in, uh, isolate the independent variables. But mm-hmm. I would say that those two that two weeks of complete like sobriety wasn't smoking, drinking, doing anything. No caffeine was really, really grounding for me. And it allowed me to kind of fall back into like my normal rhythm of what I feel like and kind of like you said, get a tally of like where my mind is at without the influence of anything. And um, I'm someone who's always been like very we, we talk about this very mind over matter and 
Um, you know, as, as beneficial as microdosing is, I don't think you need it to uh, get the effects. Like once you've experienced it, I feel like you can carry a lot of that mentality or like, let's say you're microdosing, which and might be the foot in the door to help you make positive changes in your life. You start doing breath work, meditation, exercise, like then it's sort of like it, it grows legs of its own, own legs of like healthy habits. And if you kick out one leg of that being the microdose, those other habits are still standing independently, which yeah. I would think would allow the, the positive results to, to continue. So definitely, I, I feel like, um, similarly when you, um, more, I feel like when you're doing like a, a macro dose or a full dose and you're like tripping you, when you see something for the first time or something make, uh, opens up and you're able to, uh, think about it in a certain way for the first time. Once you're done tripping, you can't not think or you can't not remember that the way you thought. Because like once, right. it's, once your eyes open, your eyes open. So similarly, I feel like when you're healing, once you're healed, it might be difficult to go through the steps every day. But like once you realize, hey, maybe um, I'm being hard on myself or maybe my anxiety, uh, I can control it a little more. When you're off the microdose, because it exposed you to that power of being able to be in control, I feel like you're you're able to do it a little bit more afterwards. Um, yeah, like the, the two ahead. main things I took from microdosing were like awareness and intention. So like that, is, like those can stand like and like I said, even when I'm not doing it now, I have more awareness. Like you said, I, I used to have really negative internal monologue and beat myself up and think I'm not worthy of my success. Now it's like. I've conquered that. That's something or not conquered. It's always those right. thoughts always arise. But the moment they do, I can see them for what they were for right. what they are, not let them dominate my whole day and intention too, of like, you know, how am I going to go about my day? What am I going to put my time into? So, yeah, those two things remain with or without microdosing. And it's like it, it showed me that. And like you said, the eyes are open now. So it's like it's, it's exactly. not like I'm just going to go back to like shutting them. So um, another thing that I, has been on my mind and you kind of um, reminded me of it was saying you're you didn't smoke too much for those two weeks. So I'm a heavy smoker. It's something that um, I'm try I've been trying multiple times to, uh, to cut back on. Uh, last year, I was doing pretty well with it, but then COVID happened, and I've been smoking a lot since. But um, I never thought of it until recently, uh, and, I, and it seems, I don't know. I want to hear what you think about it, but uh, microdosing cannabis never thought about it before but the last couple weeks it came up uh somewhere and i i realized like maybe um i wonder if all the benefits i'm trying to get from cannabis if i took it in a sub perceptual way would i still get those benefits and would i still enjoy it and would that help me wean off of it uh interesting it's hard to say i feel like a lot of people who are long-term cannabis users though like the reason that their cannabis, like the reason that they like it is for the feeling and for kind of that macro like relaxation. And not to say that like microdosing wouldn't, like it's still in your system. I think that would make it easier to to take a full blown tolerance break because I know people say it's not physically addictive, but when I quit for the, the two weeks I did, like there's real physiological things because like oh, since, since I started when I was 17, like six years ago, I've smoked every day. Yep. Like there hasn't been a, a single period in those six years that I took was able to take a two week tolerance break. So the two things I noticed that are, are super reliant on cannabis in my, my biome was like my appetite and my sleep schedule. So when I the first two days when I wasn't smoking, I literally almost couldn't even get myself to eat without smoke. Like yeah. I had zero appetite. And then the other thing is that like I'm sort of kind of an insomniac already very high strung uh, person. So weed is like 
something that helps me go to bed at the end of the night and just kind of helps like get into that that uh, sleepy state or whatever. So I noticed immediately when I quit, I was like having trouble sleeping, but um, and having trouble eating and my dreams yeah. were crazy and shit. So it's like there is some physiological hurdles in the beginning, which can make it uh, slightly uncomfortable. So I think uh, microdosing, it might make it like, you know, if, if you go from smoking every day, then taking like a 50 milligram edible in the morning to then the next week, maybe only 10 milligrams to the point where then it's like your body can wane off of it in a way um, that is less intense. That could be solid. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think most people want to feel it. So I think a lot of stoners would be like, oh, microdose weed. No, like what mm. that macrodose, macrodose only fam. Like, what, what do you mean? What, what's that for? Yeah, so, I don't know. No, Hard I, to say. Exactly. And um, so I guess that brings me to um, thinking of I like mushrooms uh, the most. Um, I feel like they're the most natural. They like they're not too, too intense. Um, I don't know. I just like mushrooms. But with the whole uh, trending of, of people uh, accepting psychedelics, it seems like LSD, DMT, ketamine, um, ayahuasca, they're all getting um, more popular and more accepted. Um, would you ever be open to, have you thought of microdosing any of those or doing full on healings? I know LSD is something that people microdose from time to time. DMT is something that people microdose from time to time. Um, the others are ones that you kind of do like a full ritual with. Um, have you ever thought of any of those? Um, I... I've thought about it and I've talked to friends. I actually have a friend who just finished up college who's uh, an amazing guitarist. And he was talking about his anecdotal experience of microdosing LSD when he was like really suffering in college at a low point. He uh, just put a, a tab in a water bottle. So like that's also for people who don't know, that's the best way to microdose LSD. People go, like, oh, just cut a piece of the tab. That's not how it works. You have to... I learned from uh, from not uh, the easiest ways. <laughs> just, yeah, um... no. <laughs> for sure. So yeah, volumetric distillation, they call it. Um, uh, LSD is water soluble. So if you put it in any type of beverage, then you know from how much liquid volume you drank. Of Drink one that tenth of it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're getting exactly one tenth. So that's one thing. But uh, my friend was like really at, it was one of the hardest semesters in college. He said he was going through some emotional stuff, family stuff. So he was like kind of in ups and downs and his grades started to suffer. And he's a great student. I mean, kid kills it. And he he went from like, straight A's he said to like C's and then he came back um after like a break in the middle of the semester and started um microdosing and he said within by the end of the like halfway through the semester towards the end he got all the way back up to A's and got like Dean's list and was in the mm. best mental health and it, he said it was super super beneficial for him um I personally feel like I might not enjoy microdosing LSD because I'm someone who's like very high strung already and I feel like LSD's microdosing is kind of more of almost like a minor stimulant, whereas to me, mm -hmm. mushrooms feels like almost like a minor downer. How, how um, did you know that? Or how would you know that if you haven't tried? Because I, I definitely agree with what you're saying from experience, but I, I didn't know that before it, but you're definitely well, right. So I, it's like, again, it's I, it's hard for me to speak with certainty on the matter. Uh, just a lot of this is anecdotal experience, but I've, I have taken full doses of, of LSD in the past, and that is like, True. but you can't compare, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. a, a full dose of mushrooms and a microdose of mushrooms are not the same. It's apples and oranges. Right, so but, you can, it, but you're, you're completely right with what you're thinking, or at least from my perspective, that's what I've felt. Yeah, it definitely seems like it's almost like a very, very, like, minor Adderall, like mm -hmm. a very, like, I, I get that, like, increased energy feeling and all. So can't um, sit still I've, on it at all. I can't. No, 
And I feel like that would be bad for me personally, microdosing. I think people who are naturally a little bit more introverted, quiet, are the type who like want to be more out and want to have more energy, which is like a lot of our, you know, some people drink coffee every morning to start their day. Like maybe that'd be better for them. But um, for me personally, I haven't really ever uh, thought about attempting it. Um, And also I, for some reason, this is just my own mental uh, things, like my own mental fears or whatever, I guess. I have just like a slightly negative stigma around LSD. I just feel like it it has a slight, um, slightly more potential for harm. Mm. Um, and especially when, if you're, I don't know this, I haven't looked at enough data, but I mean, if you're using it every day, something about that, like kind of makes me wary, um, about you're, like the neural, pa- the neural pathways and rewiring your brain. Cause definitely. not that, um, psilocybin doesn't do the same thing, but I feel like it's a little bit more benign and it, it I trust it cause it just pops out of the ground. It's a little bit more, yeah. you know, or plant, it's plant medicine. I think you're completely right on that too. Um, I feel like uh, for lack of a better word, you're more likely to like eventually get loopy on uh, LSD and like um, I'm all for it. I wouldn't judge you, but society would probably start thinking, uh, noticing that you're a little different and uh, treating you differently. So I think actually Paul Stamets um, commented on that once that um, I believe he was talking about Terrence McKenna and Terrence McKenna is a genius in my opinion. Paul Stamets is a genius in my opinion. I'm pretty sure, this is my theory, my opinion, people gravitated towards Paul Stamets more, and he has more of an influence in the industry, even though Terrence McKenna's dead, would have more influence right now and more um, acceptance by, like, um, universities and whatnot because he uh, wasn't as loopy. I think Terrence did a lot of LSD, and people kind of didn't give him uh, as much respect at a certain point because he came off a little bit weird right i um yeah especially with like pre-existing mental conditions and things like that i feel Mm. like acid is something you definitely have to tread more carefully with and uh my mom is like bipolar schizophrenic so Mm. i i've like again that's that's where my personal fears and my own like um me treading carefully with lsd comes from because i have seen friends um go through some like kind of negative mental experiences or i've in, in my town there was like one person there was like they're called gel pyramids where they're like um the, they're like it's like acid in like a gel tab but the way it releases it's normally like when you it's kind of like a you know a normal experience you're rising rising there's the the climax and you're kind of coming down or whatever there might be a, a couple like sine wave type thing but the gel pyramids the way they work is it's like super late release and it just like all comes out at the same time and it's like a, you're just like peaking for i think it's like a shorter period of time but it also apparent a lot of people say they don't feel it for like hours like so mm-hmm. like you won't feel it for like six hours and then and you're like oh this isn't working and then suddenly you get smacked off your dome so there was like two people i know of that were uh in my town like the one girl she had to like get like psychiatric help after because she took like two she took one and thought nothing was happening then took a second and like you know it like i think it was just very overwhelming and um Oof. you know and, and we all have those you know those types of stories and a lot of that is probably about people's own pre-existing mental conditions or their lack of intention so i don't want to demonize the substance but to me like you said with stamets and stuff i just think mushrooms are so much like you know i just have more of a trust for things that grow out of the ground it's like the earth is is, is giving us these nodes of information it's literally like spawning these these little nodes and humans we eat them and then suddenly we have these revelations about how we want to be better to the earth and not hurt the earth and to be fair lsd is 
derived from ergot, which is also grows out of the ground. But um, you never know. The other thing is, is where are you sourcing it from? Mushrooms, it's like most of the time they're probably like, unless you can obviously see a bad fungus or something, they're probably going to be good. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, you don't know the chemist. You don't know if someone's doing Great that point. for profit. You don't know if there's research chem. And I also think a lot of the times people have had bad experiences. It might not actually be LSD too. So that's why I'm hesitant to just demonize the compound as a whole when it could have yeah. just been some research chem someone got. So. Great. Yeah, you bring up great points. It's um, I think it's impressive. You said you're not before we had this conversation. You're like, ah, I might not know too too much about LSD, and you seem to know plenty. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of good info. Dang, I had one. Uh, so I want to ask you one: if you'd be down, if you'd ever be interested in um like a ayahuasca ceremony. Um. Oh, and then the other. So that's my question. We'll get to that. But then, um, just interesting thing that I read uh, within the last year about LSD. I agree with everything you said. It's definitely um, a little bit more scary. You got to be a little bit more careful with it. I feel a lot of that. Um, but I heard of um, back in like the '60s or something. I think it was a group of people at Woodstock, or um, not at the actual festival, but in in that area. Um, and they were basically doing drugs, and they thought that this powder was cocaine, and it wasn't cocaine, it was acid, and these people ended up doing, like, 200, 300... Like tabs of, yeah, I've heard this. At, in a, ...at a time, and it healed these, like, crazy diseases that they had. Um, yeah. Like, made, I, to me, it made no sense, but yeah, all of a sudden, these people had, like, a number of a range of different diseases and they were all like just healed instantly they couldn't so, walk they couldn't walk or talk for like three days but after that <laughs> but after that they were healed which i don't know sounds wild yeah i've also heard that um i've i've heard that story i don't know how much like credibility or whatever but i it, it seems like it's like a pretty valid tale it was um, in rolling from... stones magazine it was like it was real yeah i think yeah so my my opinion on that too is i mean like the original acid was in, in like whether you know mk ultra and all that shit like acid was invented to try to like make people better and like you know expand mm. like hemispheres of the brain that don't normally communicate and you know it really like or like mind body connections that you wouldn't otherwise be able to access um and here's just an anecdote for you because i've done acid twice in my life one time was four years ago and the other time was in vermont a couple of weeks ago so mm. it's like very spaced out but um my experience in vermont was that the mind body connection and like i've been having like this chronic like tightness from from the way i work out i have like an imbalance that goes from like my shoulder up to my neck and like there's this like tightness in my jaw because of it and when i was on lsd i was so astutely aware of all of the pain and all of like what what it was almost like i could see like the strand of Mm. imperfection like through my skin i could like visualize where it was it was like Mm. i had a mental image of my full body map and i could kind of like whatever so i was like we were there and it was a bunch of like my um my fit friends you know uh lifting the lifting the park like that type of group Mm. of people and stuff so instead of just sitting around being like degenerates while we were tripping we were literally like throwing around kettlebells and doing all these very flow-based movement patterns and it's funny because when i was coming up i um before i felt anything the my one friend Alex was trying to show me a, a like a kettlebell flow workout where you do all these things and you throw it and you catch it and it's like it was like very but it's if you're not used to that it's kind of awkward the movements I'm like and I was overthinking it I was doing I was trying to work out too much with my mind where I was like wait which arm does what and like I couldn't get into the flow I couldn't just surrender and let my body get into this this movement pattern mm. so 
that happened. And then hours later, Alex and some people went and did their own thing. And he came back and he came to work out later in the day when I was full on like tripping, having a great time, giggling and shit. And I was determined. I looked at him. And I was like, show me that kettlebell circuit again. I want to learn. And it was crazy when I was tripping. It was like the mind body connection was so unreal. And I started like, like yeeting these fucking kettlebells yeah. around and I got into it and like, it still took like maybe maybe five minutes to like get the muscle memory. Like it was still a little awkward and I was thinking about it. And ironically, this relates into music for me as my music producer shit. But mm -hmm. like I was like I was like just about to get it. I was like starting to understand it. And then someone brought out their Bluetooth speaker and started playing music. Uh, and everyone witnessed this happen. The moment the Bluetooth speaker went on, I was it. like, boom, boom, yeah. and like doing all and perfectly. And everyone starts laughing. They're like, he just needed a little music. Like yeah. no surprise there. And That's this awesome. is another another anecdote um i got a concussion like four or five months ago and i think i have had like minor post-concussive syndrome where i um so i'm pretty sure this is crazy you're gonna think this is very interesting mm -hmm. so i i hit my head and um had like minor vertigo for like a couple weeks after and stuff i've never had like a real serious concussion in my life but there's a condition about one to two percent of the population has called aphantasia, mm -hmm. where, you know, you know how you close your eyes and someone can be like, visualize a clock and you can visualize your mind's eye, the ability to visualize right. with your eyes closed. About one to two percent of the population has no mind's eye. You tell them to close their eyes and visualize it doesn't happen. It wow. doesn't have a mind's eye, that's which why. is like a scare. You're like, wow, that sounds like it would suck. Right. Yeah. So after I got it and I'm like a very visual person my whole life I could like you know close my eyes and visualize like movies I'd be a daydreamer in school shit like that right. after I got this concussion I full I have aphantasia now I like can't visualize with my eyes closed I, that's I, terrifying I, I smacked the they, the part of my head and I looked up threads about this I said developing aphantasia after concussions and there was like articles about other people having huh. similar shit I had but, a concussion that's that bump right there damn but yeah after after um, when I was on the LSD, I was having really strong closed eye visuals. And ever since then, I feel like I've been almost like getting my mind's eye back slowly. So, I mean, it does allow the brain to, to communicate and like hemispheres that wouldn't otherwise be accessing each other to talk. So I think LSD uh, definitely has benefits. And um, I forget the initial even question how I got on the tangent. But um, yeah, uh, <laughs> that was my tangent. I Yeah, I forgot what uh exactly it was but that was a cool ass story that's um i hope you get your third eye back or whatever that's called um so you can visualize yeah. things that's wild like but I, you would I can't think imagine it's just, that and you'd think it's just negative but like there's almost been positive aspects of it because i used to be like a daydreamer and i would get distracted in my own head thinking about like these false scenarios yeah. and now it's like that doesn't happen as much. So, I mean, hey, it, maybe blessing and a curse. It is what it is. It reminds me of, you know, some people don't have like a inner voice. Like when they think. Yeah, that too. It's the visual equivalent of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds nuts to That's me. so crazy to me. Yeah, like the inner, um, my inner voice is so loud. I think what you were basically saying is when you were tripping, you, um, you, the mind-body connection was like very apparent. Oh, because you brought up the thing yeah, in, in Woodstock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so that's what I was going to say is I totally think that like, most illness is is rooted in the mind even physical mm -hmm. ailments it's like we're like in, in buddhist culture they have something called a samskara mm. which, or samskara, which is like um basically people who have had a lot of emotional trauma in their lives it'll bundle up and become solidified in certain parts of their body so people with really bad anxiety normally they say it's your heart your stomach um and mm. st stuff like that so it's like People can have emotional trauma that literally causes a lot of physical illnesses. And we're learning Definitely. that about like IBS, Crohn's disease, a lot yeah. of these things like 
anxiety and the mind is related to our our butt guy our, our gut biome and our butt uh, biome i like that but <laughs> but um but but yeah so i believe that story because like when i was tripping i literally was working out in a way where i was feeling all of my imbalances and i was fixing them and after the trip i was like oh my god like i feel like my mind is is purged i feel like my body i understand how i want to work out to help like fix all these misalignments and stuff so I totally believe LSD is really potent and has its purposes. I I just think that might be a better tool for full on dosing than than a, something where you're doing it every day because that yeah. makes me wary. But and I don't and know. Reminds me too though. Also, like um, what you alluded to earlier is everything that you just experienced is possible without drugs. Also, it's just drugs um, can like help you kind of get there. Um, and then hope. I feel like uh, a goal for me is like once I get there to kind of um, try and stay there without uh, as many tools as possible. I think I've mentioned before, like Ram Das used to trip a lot on LSD. And one time he was like in a week long meditation with his guru uh, and his guru, he didn't tell his guru who's tripping. And just in the middle of the meditation, he said like, you don't need that. And uh, he never tripped again after that. It was yeah. Like, Cause you don't need it. It just, it helps. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, I love talking to you. Fucking time goes by super quick. Always yeah. fun. So just to wrap up uh, for myself, I think we just talked a little bit about like microdosing other substances, mostly uh, cannabis and LSD, and like uh, saying what those differences would uh, be like. Pretty cool. Pretty awesome. Uh, if you guys enjoyed, please like, subscribe, I can't even talk right now, and then, um, I haven't told Danny yet, so this is gonna be a surprise for him too, but I'm trying to have a guest on ASAP, so if you wanna be on, just let us know, and that's basically all that you need to do, <laughs> and, and you'll yeah. be on. So, see you next week, appreciate it, let us know any other topics you might wanna listen to, peace out, thank you Danny. Much love. Much love.